0: on everybody I hope this finds you striving and thriving and doing absolutely amazing my name is Brian Martin I'm a second grade teacher and host of the Teaching Champions podcast and today I have a pretty special conversation for you and it's a first for the podcast today we have our first repeat guest and it's Lainey Rao and Lainey she's a best-selling author an award-winning educator, an international speaker, a TEDx speaker, and the message that she shares today is an important one. Today she talks all about gratitude. She dives in to the power of journaling and shares about her new journal, Bold Gratitude. She discusses the importance of praise, why we need to be conscious about noticing the good in our days, different ways to practice gratitude, the importance of being a good listener, and so much more. Now, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that new episodes come directly to you. And if you think someone would benefit from this conversation, please share. This community is all about amplifying the voices of some people who are doing amazing things for others. Now, let's jump into this conversation, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. I am super excited for this episode because we have an absolute rock star with us today. It is a big moment for the Teaching Champions podcast, too, because we have our first return guest because she just brings so many gems. I want to welcome Lainey Ryle back to the Teaching Champions podcast. Lainey, welcome, my friend.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I love any chance I get to talk with you, Brian, and I'm really hoping that I can live up to being the return guest and yeah, just excited to be here.
0: Oh, you're going to blow it away, my friend, and uh, I always love the the time that we get to spend and chat. And you being out in California, I'm sure it was a beautiful day. It was snowy and the wind chill was awful today. So I'm looking for a little gratitude with this conversation to have today.
1: Well, yeah. So I never know if I'm supposed to admit to the beautiful weather in California when <laughs> others are. I think there's beauty in snow. Don't get me wrong, but I, I know sometimes that. <laughs> you know, we get used to things, right? So it's, it yes. was a nice day here.
0: <laughs> and, working, and working with the, the young kids, they always find a lot more beauty in it than the adults do. <laughs> so.
1: the, the awe and the wonder of kids, right? Like yes. that's what we have to tap back into. Like Neil Pashrika talks about that, like revisit your three-year-old self. How would your three-year-old self see this? And that's a good way to, to really in the world.
0: Yes, it is. I mean, there's pure joy in their face when they see the snow coming down. So it's pretty awesome. Now, for people who don't know who you are or not familiar with your work, would you mind giving them a little background?
1: Sure. I will try and be as concise as possible. I've been in education for a really, really long time. I am currently a full-time author, speaker, consultant, and really honing in on human flourishing. And building communities, social emotional learning, you know, what makes each of us unique and dynamic, and inquiry based learning. And those all really do go together, even though it sounds like a smattering of topics. (laughs) I feel like they all go together. In fact, I think they all tie to human flourishing.
0: Yes, I think so too. And one of the reasons why I wanted to dive back in so last time we were together about a year ago, we were talking all about your first book, Evolving with Gratitude, which is amazing. And it just came around to me. So Thanksgiving comes and, you know, there's a big push in the month of November to be grateful, to celebrate gratitude, but then it kind of falls by the wayside, but it's something that we need all year long. And I was given a presentation about a month ago and I was preparing for it and it's based on like sports psychology and because that's something that I'm extremely passionate about. And I was researching a sports psychologist. And he was talking about developing the young athlete. And he listed out all these attributes that we should have. And one of the key components, he said, was gratitude. So I wanted to bring you back on just not so much like the background of gratitude, which we should dive into, but developing that practice of gratitude, not just in the month of November, but throughout the course of the year. So could you tell us real quick, why is gratitude so important?
1: Well, gratitude is important for a myriad of reasons. The ones that I can quickly just say it's going to improve well being, it's going to nurture relationships, it actually activates learning. If you want to get into the neuroscience and the happiness chemicals and what all that does to promote learning, and then it's this beautiful pro social thing that makes the world a better place. And those are kind of the ones that I really focus on how is it going to improve our well being, both mental and physical? How does it nurture those relationships? How does it help us learn? And how does it make the world a better place?
0: Yes, that's so true. And you know what, in that research, when you talk about like the well being, the physical, just the overall aspect of it, like what are some things that we can do before we dive into the gratitude journal? What are some other things that we can do to really uh, form that gratitude practice?
1: I mean, one of the things that I'm just so excited as I've taken this deep dive on gratitude, and I know I mentioned, I think I mentioned when I was on your podcast last year, that my background is psychology. I was actually a psychology major. And there were just certain things that always stood out to me, like the praise to correction ratio, which I know we talked about last time. Praise is a form of correction. uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Praise is a form of gratitude. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it's just been so fascinating to see the variety of practices that are out there. But I think what it really needs to start with is the noticing, the noticing the good in our life, the good in the people around us, the good in the things that we have. And when we focus on what we have, we don't notice as much what we don't have. Mm -hmm. And so when we focus on what we have, we have enough. I think that's an Oprah quote that I'm butchering, but something like that.
0: No, you know what? I think that is so true. And a while back I read a book called The Art of Noticing. And I think we may have talked about that a little bit. But yeah. they, you know, in that book, one of the things that I've really tried to hold true to myself is um the author talked about going through your day, really paying attention to what's around you and noting and offering like five authentic compliments. Yeah. And then Asking five authentic questions as well.
1: I love the asking the questions. And I think that is a huge part of gratitude is really noticing and wondering where, you know, where is this coming from? Oh, how Mm -hmm. is this so beautiful? And just there's so much richness to it. There's so much that we just get used to in our world. But when we start noticing and asking questions, we really get to see the fullness of it. And I think that's really Mm -hmm. lovely. And I just want to say also, you mentioned early on, yes, November is considered the gratitude month and in particular on Thanksgiving Day, right? And Mm -hmm. so if you look at your social media feeds, whatever you happen to be experiencing in the way of media, it gets very concentrated around Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. which I love. But what I don't want to see is it fall off because a holiday has passed. And like you so Mm -hmm. beautifully said, this is something that should be a part of our life always, not just a part of a holiday.
0: Yes, very much agree. And one another reason, you know, why I wanted to bring you on, too, is we think about the holidays, we think about Thanksgiving, and then we have the the Christmas holidays that are coming and it can be hard. Like sometimes we think about all the happiness, but there's a lot of people and we don't always see it externally. They might not uh, give it off, but internally. This time of year can be really hard for some people as well.
1: It can be hard, especially as we're gathering around tables with people that we don't often get to see and we start to notice people who are maybe no longer with us. There's a Mm -hmm. definite bittersweetness to the holiday season that I think we don't always acknowledge. I think we feel like we should be happy all the time, but there's definitely things that we're not going to be happy about. And we don't want to shy away from those negative emotions. Those negative emotions are signals and signposts. And they tell us like, hey, warning, something's not right here. Something you need to pay attention to this. And then you can lean into like, huh? Okay. So basically my body's giving me a signal. What is this about? And use the tools that you have to stay in it for as long as you need to, but not longer than you need to. That's Mm -hmm. something I'm always trying to, I think that's a fine line of, you know, how can I make sure that I'm not dismissing these negative feelings because they're uncomfortable. And really there are no quote Mm -hmm. unquote negative emotions. It's unpleasant. It's unpleasant to feel anger at times, you know, Mm -hmm. but they all have a place, right? If I'm playing sports, I actually probably want to be a little angry. Cause I want to have that like aggressiveness. (laughs) Like I want to be ready to fight. Um, If I'm in a debate, I want to be able to have that a little bit too. So I think this is a really tricky thing that is maybe a lifelong quest is to figure out how can I embrace negative emotions and Mm -hmm. deal with them in an appropriate amount of time, but not to ruminate perseverate, like spend so much time on it that it's really negatively impacting my life.
0: Yes, 100%. And I think gratitude is a good way to kind of help climb out of that, that slippery slope or off that slippery slope of those negative emotions. And you came out with this bold gratitude journal because journaling, I think, you know, this is something that I haven't embraced, that I I need to, because I really dive into the gratitude. And I'm good when you talk about Picking out those tiny moments, I've made it like a part of my daily routine to pick out those daily moments. But what I notice is, so at the end of the night, I can, I think about that, but then a week, two, three weeks go by and those moments are gone and it's hard to recall. And I think with that journal piece, plus you're putting a pen to paper, but you can flip back and relive those moments. And there's got to be power in that as well.
1: Yeah, I, I have a visceral reaction when I'm near or holding my journal, even when I'm not even writing it. It's just like this reaction of like, okay, I know what's in here and it's mm-hmm. it's my world and it's special, it's my heart. And when we had the idea, so it's so I wrote it and kind of put the, the framework together. And then my amazing lifelong bestie, Allison Liu, is this incredible creative. You know, from the beginning, she's like, okay, Lainey, we need to make sure this works for teens, tweens, not just adults. I'm like, that's brilliant. And she also really pushed me. You know, universal design is a very big deal to me. That's something I do a lot of workshops on. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted it to be, you know, the firm goal of think about, notice, think, feel, do as a protocol. That's like the firm goal. You could write it, you could draw it, you could record it into your, voice memo app on your phone. And we say that. I wrote that in the very beginning of the journal. You don't actually have to write in the journal for every single thing. If you want Mm -hmm. to, you should. But if you're just not in the mood, just do it a different way. And so we also just tried to bring a lot of choice into the different activities. And so Mm -hmm. the journal is designed to, it has an intro. And we. (laughs) I even wrote in the intro, I'm going to like pull it up so I don't misquote it. But it's like something to the effect of you can start here if you want to, but you don't have to. Mm -hmm. We think you'll like it, but you don't have to if you don't want to, because the whole thing is meant to like flip around however you want to. So after Mm -hmm. the intro, it goes gratitude for happiness. Gratitude with my peeps is the second one. And then gratitude with the world is the third one. So it was this very intentional of, okay, and it really goes to kind of the things I was talking about before. So gratitude for well-being, gratitude for happiness. That's the first section where it's really focusing on you being thoughtful and developing some protocols. You know, I mentioned the Doctor Who song one. I think when we talked last year, the notice, think, feel, do. And then just some other ways that we can really build this grateful disposition for ourselves. And then the Mm -hmm. second section really jumps to, okay, well, how can we share that gratitude with those who are closest to us? It could be our students, it could be our family members, friends, whoever it is, but those people who are really in our, you know, in our close bubble here. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is about gratitude with the world. And it's really about how can we make that gratitude not only out loud to our family and friends and students and peers, but how can we make it out loud to those we come across, just even strangers? And so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different practices in that section. I'm really proud of the whole journal. And I think that Maybe that last section is where this journal is particularly different from other journals, because Mm -hmm. it's actually encouraging you to not just stay in the journal. It's actually encouraging you in the two sections, gratitude with my peeps and gratitude with the world, like spread it, but even spread it with people you don't know that well. And that's something I think is kind of interesting. So,
0: Yeah, I think it's so interesting. And I love how you really made it to embrace all these different modalities where people can make it their own, which is super cool.
1: Yeah. We really wanted, and this is again, where Allison pushed me. I I knew the practices. I knew the quotes I wanted to put in there. I knew a Uh lot of the things, but Allison really pushed me on like, well, how can we do things for people who are really artistic like I am? And we actually have directions on how to do an origami bookmark. Because since you're going to jump around, maybe you want to bookmark to where the last activity you did was. And it's really a a variety. So there's fill in the blanks. We've got these, you know, activities where you can go really wild, like found poetry. We've got section. We've got motivating quotes through All Out. And that's really fun, too. Mm-hmm. Allison deliberately, when she designed it, the quotes are mostly on a blank page. So if you wanted to, you could write around it, you could draw around it, you could put stickers around it, you could do whatever you want in that blank space. So there's a lot of intentional blank space in here, but it still feels to me designed. And then one of the things that is really pretty unique, and I'll tell you, Brian, if you look at my bookshelf, I've got like 50 gratitude journals because I tried <laughs> to do as much research as I could. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to spend $40 on this journal. I'm going to get the $5 one from you know the dollar store. I'm going to try all these different ones and see like what do they all have that I love and what are they lacking? And one of the things, and not to throw shade, but one of the things that I struggled with is a lot of gratitude journals. There's first of all, not a lot of prompts. They're usually reusing about five to 10 prompts. And they Mm -hmm. also give you a specific amount of space. So to me, I'm someone who I either have a total anxiety that I won't fill the space or I have total anxiety that I'm going to need more space and it's not going to look nice. And so so what we did at the end of each section is the prompts that I created are actually all listed on a page. And I know we're an audio podcast podcast but they're all listed here. And then you cut them out. And then on the pages that follow that are, are mostly blank, you just glue the prompt in, or you could rewrite it if you don't want to cut your journal. And then you just write as much space as you want, mm-hmm. and then put another prompt down. So we're really trying to be like, as universally designed as possible. How can we give as much space, as much choice and voice as possible?
0: Yes, I love that. I love listening. I was listening to you and your co-author talk about that, where I believe you were in a Starbucks and you had all the, <laughs> the different journals and you laid so them caseful. out on the table. Yep. <laughs> so you, you did your homework.
1: We did. And it was really fun, too, because it's nice when you have a partner because... There were certain ones that I liked and she goes, oh, that makes me feel like it's homework. That's too much text on a page. And I was, Mm -hmm. "Okay, that's something to think about. I have to be more economical with my words. And yeah, it was really, really fun to have someone. I wouldn't say we're total opposites, but, you know, just to bring in that how we're all unique and diverse and unique and dynamic, I should say. To hear mm-hmm. how someone else felt about opening up one of the journals versus how I felt was really interesting. So we're always assuming variability. We're always assuming there's going to be someone who doesn't want to draw, there's someone who doesn't want to make it pretty. They just want to write in pencil. That's fine. That's yes,
0: fine too. yes. And the, and as I was looking at it from uh, the the pictures online and everything, what I loved is you made it fun. And we talked a little bit about this earlier but we talk about gratitude. And I mentioned sports psychologists and the sports psychologist said for these young athletes, teaching them all about gratitude. And before we we hopped on and started recording, we talked about you made this with tweens in mind. You talked about doing this with families, like developing a gratitude practice for a young person, especially the teenager as they go up is so huge so that's one one of the reasons why i love this uh, gratitude journal
1: oh you're so kind well i'll tell you what another funny thing about having one of your lifelong besties uh do the project with you is she encouraged me to channel what she calls fun laney, uh-huh. and she didn't want me to write really formally she says remember we're writing for tween, teen, and adult, there's to me an upbeat and fun tone to the journal. And it's not to make light of gratitude. We still have reverence for gratitude, but it also is a good time. And there's nothing wrong with having fun while you're doing your gratitude Mm -hmm. journal. It doesn't need to be so, so, you know, subdued. It can be a good time.
0: Yeah. No, I love this. And I think this is something that I would love to see brought into schools. In fact, I campaigned for you to do, do a children's one. So hopefully years down the road, we get, we get it into the, the elementary school, uh, students, but you talk about, so there's three parts. We have happiness, uh, with your peers and with the world. Can we dive into the, those little parts? Maybe give us a prompt that you use in the book or, or something from the book from, from each one of those sections that you really love.
1: Yeah. And so it's fun because as, I mean, the journal's only been out for a few months. And as I've been working with teachers, one thing that's been happening is teachers have been getting the journal for themselves and then they use Mm -hmm. the activities with their class. So they'll pull the prompts or they'll do all sorts of really, really fun stuff. And so in the, and I, and the first one, and I know I've said this a lot, but the notice, think, feel, do is the first one that I do with, any group that I'm working with because that's mm-hmm. just to me a good protocol. And so I, I do a lesson where I take the kids through notice, think, feel, and do giving them a word bank for the feel, trying to help mm-hmm. them develop that emotional granularity. And then I give them options at the end. How do you want to express your gratitude? Cause the do, you know, so do you want to mm-hmm. make a gratitude chain? Cause we have in the book, we Mm -hmm. encourage people to cut the book apart, cut the journal (laughs) apart. And I know we know that stresses some people out. So we always give them another option. Like if you don't want to cut this, go to the website and Mm -hmm. download a copy. We totally get that. (laughs) But thinking about, you know, do you want to write a letter of gratitude? Do you want to make a gratitude chain that you could hang in your room or on the mirror in your bathroom as a reminder every morning when you get up? Mm -hmm. Do you want to Contribute to our gratitude wall in the classroom, and so there's all sorts of different ways. So all of these things are really meant to be, you know, used with individuals, with groups, with classes. You know, in staff meetings, all of that, all that fun stuff. So those are just some of the activities. Like I said, a chain of grateful memories is one. The gratitude letter um, is another. That's actually from the with my peeps section. And so. Yeah, there's there's so many different ones. You want me to get one from the another one from the my peeps section?
0: Yeah. And then I love because, you know, sometimes um, how you're giving those examples out because sometimes, you know, we just expect our students to to know this stuff that, that we see in plain sight. But it's not maybe as visible to them yes. or it's not brought to the conscious for them.
1: And I've learned that to get kids' attention, including my own two children, Mm -hmm. I love to use Instagram Reels. So I will go and I will find Instagram Reels that represent Uh. gratitude in some way that they would not have connected to gratitude, but I see it as gratitude. And so Mm -hmm. whether it's like if I'm doing a lesson on savoring, which would be in the gratitude for happiness section. So savoring, there's a lot of things we can savor besides food, but there is a really mm. good Instagram reel of a baby eating ice cream for the first time. And oh my goodness, like the, <laughs> the eyes get so big and uh-huh. that baby just grabs the ice cream with all of her might. <laughs> and you can just see that she is just savoring this ice cream. It's the greatest thing she's ever come across in her like 10 months on the planet. And, um, and so I really like to find Instagram reels where I can see people ex- experiencing and or expressing gratitude. There's one that's so fun. It's this little three-year-old and he's blowing bubbles and he has the heartiest laugh after mm-hmm. he does his bubbles. <laughs> this kid is in pure joy. He's savoring blowing bubbles. And so, mm-hmm. so the savoring one is another one from the happiness one. And then I'm actually flipping through my own journal here and Some of the things that are really fun, again, are cutouts. And so there is one that's like, write the best thank you note. And it actually is on on kind of stationary that you can color. One of the ones that I go back to regularly, it's called My Peeps is the name of the page on 64. And then you just list out like in this one section, people who make you laugh, people who cheer me on, people Mm -hmm. who stretch my thinking. People who embody gratefulness, love me unconditionally, celebrate my wins. And I think when we start to get more granular with that, that's mm-hmm. really, really helpful. And then another one, this will go back to the happiness section, but you know the three things list is really, really popular. And you'll hear a lot mm-hmm. of people talk about that's their gratitude practice. They do three things that they're grateful for every night. Well, my experience, and this is just me, but I, I've heard this from other people too, is it gets really monotonous to do the mm-hmm. same three things. So we have a three things where you mix it up and you put a word in front of things. So like three LOL things, three kind things, three Epic things. And then I kind of nerd it out. And if anyone wants any of this stuff, just reach out. Cause I give you all the stuff. I made a cube where you just uh, roll the dice and then you I get to see that. like, okay, well this is the kind of three things list I'm going to do tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: a lot of the journal, while you do things in the journal, is actually also meant to teach you how to do these things outside of the journal and just like what are some mm-hmm. practices that you could bring in regularly. And then you asked for a specific example of from the Gratitude with the World. Is that cool if I give you one of those?
0: I would love that.
1: Okay, so I'll give you ones. There's a Spreading Good Vibes checklist where it talks about little things like hold the door open for someone like a champ, Be a stellar listener and lend an ear to someone who needs to chat, shower everyone you meet with genuine compliments all day long, declutter your bookshelf and donate, you know, volunteer in a soup kitchen. So some of them are tiny and some of them are bigger investments of Mm -hmm. time. One of my favorites is called The Reviews Are In. It's on page 110. And it's kind of like a Mad Libs for writing a five-star online review. Uh And so it basically is like I recently had the most fill in an adjective service at fill in the name of the company, restaurant, store or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. The staff was incredibly put your adjectives, you know. So it's trying to help people because I find that a lot of people have gratitude in their heart and they want to express it but it feels really hard to just start from a blank thank you note or a blank screen or anything like that. So just trying to help people come up with ways. And I even go into like, okay, well, who should we be thinking? Think about healthcare workers, salespeople, food service people, hairdresser, house cleaners. I mean, there's so many people we come into contact with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It's pretty unusual. If I go to a restaurant, I get on Yelp almost immediately if I had a good experience and I will write the review right while I'm there. Oh,
0: I love that. I love it makes that. me
1: feel so good. It almost feels selfish, but I know it's not. It's just, but it's a, it's something that is doing good and makes you feel good.
0: Oh, that's so good. So good. And I just want to jump on a couple of these that, that you shared, so many of them. Uh, the first, and that's why I want to, you know, I think there's so passionate about getting you on and talking about it for us, but for the young tweens and the teenagers is, you know, you talked about find your people because sometimes, I you know, we think about finding our people and we think one person should be all of these different attributes that you listed, but that might not be the case. I love how you talked about getting granular, teaching people, well, this person might help me with this, but then there's this other person that I have in my life that I can go to to help me with something else. So I, I love that. I love, uh, the good vibes checklist what are ways that we can spread the good vibes because uh teaching those students all about that and then when when you talked about you know the mad libs and how we all have gratitude in our heart but sometimes it's hard to recall and you know having those prompts and i say that so much with the students but what i also find and i'm surrounded by amazing people but i see it and I see it in myself. Sometimes we need those reminders too, because you know, when when you're a teacher, when you're an administrator, you're in the people business. There are so many. There's stressful moments. There's so many fires that you're putting out every single day. Plus, you're fighting your your human nature negativity bias. That sometimes we ha- we get clouded. So I love how you're pointing all of these out for our students, but for us as well.
1: Yeah, and I so there's like two sides to that that I'm hearing. One is, first of all, getting super granular, like you said about, you know, this is someone who challenges my thinking. And I'm sure you have kids in your class that challenge your (laughs) thinking, right? (laughs) And so I can think of one kid, I mean, I must have taught this. She's probably maybe married and a parent herself by now. But, you know, years ago, when I had her in my second grade class, she would challenge me. And there would be times where I would just kind of out of pride, just be like, nope, I, I'm right. She's wrong. And then I'd like step back and realize, oh my gosh, she was right. I need to go apologize to her. And so Mm -hmm. even though it didn't feel good in the time when she was challenging me, I'm grateful to her. She caught my mistake. I can Mm -hmm. thank this, you know, eight-year-old for outsmarting me. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's actually a good thing, but then also being thankful for ourselves. So we do also have in the book, We offer up some affirmations, some Mm self-affirmations, and then we leave space for you to add your own that would be specific to you. Because that's not something we want people to, that's not the lesson to be learned with gratitude that you should be self-effacing. We can be grateful for ourselves. We work hard. Mm -hmm. We do things. And so we see the good and we notice that often it's the result of someone else, but there's still a good amount of time it's because of us. So we can be grateful for ourselves.
0: Yes. oh, So good. So many great things. I love this journal and I can't wait for uh, more people to get their hands on it. But you don't just write, my friend. You are a podcaster too. And you have an amazing podcast called Evolving with Gratitude. And uh, could you explain uh, a little bit about that?
1: Yes. So Evolving with Gratitude, the podcast, comes from I wrote the book Evolving with Gratitude and kept sacred space for 20 educators to share their stories of what gratitude with kids, peers, and the world meant to them. Now, books are finite, and I was determined to use my own word economy, and I knew that I couldn't fit more than 20 educator stories in there. So that's where the podcast came from. It was me initially bringing on people who did contribute into the book, saying like, can you share it with those who maybe don't have access to the book or just prefer to hear it? And then it was me, okay, now how do I get to talk to the people who I didn't get a chance to get in the book? Like you, Brian, and I'm (laughs) so happy that you were on the show. And so you are episode 32, so we're, we're like, Such a great to the,
0: time.
1: it was so fun. And we're headed towards episode 100. And so mm-hmm. you were you were pretty early on. And I appreciate yeah. you giving that time and people love that episode. And so yeah, it's just all about what are the stories that people have to share to do with gratitude. And sometimes we're very specific to gratitude. Sometimes we're more specific to well being and thriving and things like that. And as I was sharing with you before we hit record, I actually, in the last few months, started writing for Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global. And mm. now that I'm a contributor to that, I've been starting to get some some of my heroes, not that the, the previous guests weren't my heroes, but some of the heroes that I have no connection to. <laughs> <laughs> and so some of these faraway heroes, now that I've had a ton of my, uh, my edu heroes on, like you, Brian. So it's been really fun to get people like Lori Santos will be one of the guests in the new year, David Meltzer, Dr. Amen, with who talks about brain health. So season 3 is really looking good. I'm excited about it. So
0: Yeah, well, I'm listen. fired up for uh season 3. Just a, you know, when you talk about Lori Santos, The Happiness Lab, and that is a huge podcast out there. So t- to spend some time with her had to be amazing.
1: It was a fangirl moment, to say the least, (laughs) and I actually had to record the intro separately because I could not, I was too worried I wouldn't keep my composure, (laughs) so I just started, I was just like, don't worry about the intro, I'll do that later, and, but she was such a delight, and what a, I mean, the Happiness Lab, 85 million downloads
0: amazing
1: this huge huge podcaster not to mention she teaches Yale's most popular class in the history of Yale the science of well-being mm-hmm. and just for her to give me that space was I mean talk about gratitude I'm still in awe I mean it happened a couple of weeks ago and I'm still mm-hmm. on cloud nine for all of it for anyone who comes on the podcast I'm super grateful and so the opportunity to connect with some people that I wouldn't normally cross paths with is pretty special to me
0: And I I can't wait to hear those uh, future episodes. Now, one thing that's beautiful about podcasting, like you said, you're super grateful to to make these connections. But it's also about learning because everybody walks such a, a different path, has their own life experiences, has lessons to share. What is it like? one or two lessons that you've learned from hosting the podcast and I'm um, you probably have thousands of lessons that you could give but just off the cuff what is one or two that pop out to you that really are meaningful
1: so if we're talking about like as a podcaster like how has that learning experience been if that's okay to respond like that but let yeah, me know 100%. if you want me respond. to me the best thing about being a podcaster is those connections. But to me, it's also about learning to be a really good listener. Mm -hmm. And so David Meltzer has a famous saying, be more interested than interesting. And I think that's a really profound thing. And I think that's what being a podcaster allows me to do. So everyone has lessons to teach me. And Mm -hmm. when I'm in this space of being the host and I get to ask the questions, You know, it is a little bit of a dual thing because you do have to also be thinking about where the conversation is going, right, Brian? That's like (laughs) the paradox of podcasting. But as present as I can possibly be as the host, knowing that I also get to go back and re-listen to the episodes as I'm Mm -hmm. checking for audio quality and you know editing the transcript and things like that, I have just learned that it it really does validate the fact that we are all unique and dynamic and that we all want to be seen, heard, known, and valued. And so mm-hmm. between those things, I think there's a lot. You know, one of the things about gratitude is it's really powerful when you do it internally. But I think when you do it externally, there's this beautiful sense of belonging that happens, which is such mm-hmm. an important thing for people. And so that's that's kind of I don't know if I answered that succinctly. I don't think I did. But at any rate, I hope it made sense.
0: (laughs) No, you you know, you took it down a different road than I I was expecting. But I love that because I think that lesson is so important to be more interested than interesting, to be that great active listener. And that's not always easy because uh, and that's not just being a podcast host. That's in real life, in the conversations that we have. To be interested in that other person. And I also love what you what you said there about sharing that gratitude. We have that mutual friend, Megan Lawson, she's a rock star, just came out with her new book, Legacy of Learning. And one of the things that she said on our uh podcast episode was she talked about, you know, when you're lacking something and you give it away, often it comes back to you. And I don't have to be lacking gratitude, but when I give that away. When I'm in a restaurant and I pull out my phone and I fill out that Yelp, it comes back to me too. So I think that was beautiful what you just shared.
1: Well, thank you. I do think that is how the world works. And it's not that we do things to get things, but I think when we, even just the doing is going to bring us joy. And then Mm -hmm. it does also tend to have a way of coming back to us. So it's just, I mean... I think I said this before, maybe even on this podcast, it's like sometimes topics pick you, you don't pick them. And I do feel that way about gratitude. If you had told me four years ago that I would spend years taking a deep dive on gratitude, I would have probably looked at you a little funny, (laughs) like, wait, I'm always talking about inquiry-based learning. And yes, I'm talking about SEL. And yes, but to go very deep on such a specific thing... Mm -hmm. You know, Once you kind of see how it's a universal and it's foundational and you start to see how much more there is to it, I think that that's Mm -hmm. why I get anxious, like you were saying about people focusing on it the one day a year for Thanksgiving when it's like, no, this is how you live your life. If you want to have the best life possible, if you want to have the most fulfilling life. And it's not, again, just about all positive emotions. It's about that full human experience. But when you live a grateful life and you're noticing and thinking and feeling and doing, that's really where it's just life-changing.
0: Yes, it is. It is. And you you know, know when you talked about that, like it made me think of John, a John Gordon quote. And he always says, he's, he's talking about positivity in this quote, but he says, you know, you got to feed the positivity. He goes, you feed and weed and weed and feed. I'm going to feed mm-hmm. the positivity, weed out the negativity and in the The most important part is that feeding. And I think we can talk about gratitude, but we got to feed that gratitude, whether it's with that gratitude journal or it's hearing your voice on evolving with gratitude where you're planting those seeds. And it's just, you know, feeding that gratitude, you know, that muscle that we have and that we need.
1: And it is a muscle. It does have to be worked out. And you mentioned it earlier, the negativity bias that we all come preloaded with, which Mm -hmm. served us evolutionarily because it kept us from danger. We were always on red alert. What's going to go wrong now? What's bad Mm -hmm. now? And But most of us are not living in dire situations anymore. Most of Mm -hmm. us are not under constant threat. And so we have to retrain our brains to notice the good. Instead mm-hmm. of the bad, all the yes. time,
0: all the time, hundred percent. So one of my favorite questions, Lenny, that I love to ask is, do you have any book recommendations or podcast recommendations?
1: The list is long, but I will give you <laughs> just. Uh, I'm going to give you one book, and can I sneak in a few podcasts because that's so
0: hundred percent.
1: Okay. So the the book that I read most recently that I think is just so practical, actionable, and really can make your life so much better is Happier Hour by Cassie Holmes. Mm -hmm. And she's so practical in giving you the tools for how do you time audit? How do you time wish? How do you basically we all have 24 hours in a day. How mm-hmm. do you make the most of that 24 hours? Obviously, there's a an overlap with gratitude because a lot of times we're doing things without noticing, but that is a really, really good one. I'm currently mm-hmm. reading two different books. I'm reading Awe by Daker Keltner and uh Jim Quick's Limitless. So mm-hmm. I stuck two more in there. I haven't read them, but they're both really good so far. And awesome. Then- <laughs> For podcasts, well, you should definitely be listening to Brian Martin every day, uh, every chance you get. And you're what are you posting like twice a week now?
0: I used I had to scale it down a little bit just because I was starting to get burned out a little bit. So I I scaled it down to, to one, one a week. Hopefully I can get back into maybe throwing a bonus episode in here or there.
1: It's okay. You're the you're the podcast host. I believe you, but I feel like it's more than once a week because I'm like, wow, how does he get that much content content out? So so in addition to Teaching Champions, I would say Quick Brain, and I mentioned his name earlier, Jim Quick. He mm-hmm. has the Limitless Expanded version of his book that just came out, but Quick Brain. I am so fascinated by him. I have only recently come across his work, but his way of, you know, he's all about how can you maximize your potential? How can you maximize your brain? And I feel like I'm working a lot, but I'm not always retaining enough. When I'm listening Mm -hmm. to podcasts, when I'm reading books, I'm consuming it, but I'm not retaining enough. So I need him to teach me some strategies about how to actually hold on to those things a little better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still listening to the happiness lab, Lori Santos, <laughs> <laughs> Huberman lab on purpose with Jay Shetty armchair expert with Dak, uh, Dax Shepard. Those are just some of the tried and true ones. Can't, yes. can't help but give them a shout out.
0: No, so good that that book sounds amazing. And, uh, you know, I I've listened or I've watched a bunch of Jimmy quick, uh, YouTube videos and he he is so good. It's amazing what he can do. So, uh definitely want to dive into that book a little bit, Limitless.
1: Yes, I'm excited. Maybe we can do a book study.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, if someone wanted to connect with you, if they wanted to uh purchase, you know, or or dive into bold gratitude with you, what would be the best way to connect?
1: Sure. So you can get to everything at LaineyRowell.com. And I know that's not the easiest name to spell. So it's L-A-I-N-I-E and then Rowell like Powell, R-O-W-E-L-L. The Bold Gratitude Journal and Evolving with Gratitude are both on Amazon. But you can get to everything from my website because there's a books tab, there's a podcast tab. And then I do write extensively these days. Maybe too much. I don't know if people want to read everything <laughs> I write, but I do write a lot. And I have that on a, on a news tab in on my website. So you can check all of that out. And I would love to connect with anyone. And my email is just at me.com. And I will always, and I said news before for the, t- for the articles. It's actually under resources, but um, please just reach out and I will gladly connect with you and share some ideas. And I want to hear what you're up to too.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, writing for Thrive Global, amazing, my friend, amazing. And uh, the podcast, Evolving with Gratitude, the journal, and we talked about, you know, how important that is, that that gratitude practice is. You talked about, you know, the topics, you don't choose the topics, that those topics choose you, and that's your mission, and you're so needed in this world, Laney. Thank you so much. I am grateful for this conversation, but more importantly, I'm grateful for you, my friend. Keep oh doing your blessed work.
1: You're so kind. And I feel like I needed to ask you more questions. I'm I'm a I'm a guest that's very compliant. And so <laughs> I want to ask you questions and I always forget. But I mean, if you still have a few minutes, I'll sneak some questions in for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, we sure can.
1: So I I'm just curious like where where are you in your podcast journey? How many episodes are you at now?
0: So this is episode 200 maybe 5 206 that uh, we're going we're going to do. I think that's pretty amazing.
1: And so what's what is it what do you get from podcasting? I'm going to turn the tables cuz you asked me that question and I didn't answer it correctly. But now if, now I've got it I, that this is the way I wanted to take the questions. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. Well, first off, I loved how you answered that question because you know it spun it because you put it on the importance of being a great listener, and I think that is so important. Um, As far as what would I get from podcasting, you know, selfishly originally, I think I got into it because uh, you know I wanted to be like a keynote speaker, and it was uh, gave me a little credibility. It allowed me to work on this craft and share. Some you know, reflection and working on it. And I I I was nervous about doing interviews. If 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 that sounds pretty crazy, but uh you know, it's just it's revitalizing. I don't know if that's a good word or not to talk to people, meet people like you, and I get to learn from people like you. And uh yeah, I think that's just the the beautiful part of it is in my little tiny corner in western New York. I get to connect with people from all over. To my friend in Huntington Beach, and just uh, you know, like we said, we can learn from so many people.
1: Well, I concur with that, and I would say that podcasting is probably the hardest thing I do. I mm-hmm. actually think writing is easier. I think keynoting is easier, but podcasting is, like I said, it's this duel of I have to be present and thinking a little bit ahead at the same time, and that's a that's a tough thing. And plus, you also want to. And you're you're so generous with this. I always want to give people as much space as possible to share what's important to them and what's going to help my mm-hmm. listeners. So I just I, I could yeah. ask you a million other questions, but I w- I know it's late for you, so I just wanted to know no. kind of what's what's next for Brian Martin.
0: I, I appreciate that, and it's just a maybe a newsletter, uh, you <gasps> know, maybe maybe a newsletter to work on uh, the writing skills a little bit. They're a little weak. So, hopefully uh but just an, another way like you you talked about putting gratitude out into the world, putting the the just expressing yourself and releasing that out.
1: Well, I will tell you, James Clear is very clear. That's so redundant. But James Clear is very I never really thought about how his name is so helpful in some cases. But James Clear is very clear about there is no amount of social media followers that he would take in trade of his newsletter. Like Mm -hmm. that direct connection to people where a platform doesn't get to decide things. There's no algorithm behind it. It's just me sending a message to the people I get to share my message with. And Mm -hmm. so I think a newsletter is a great way to also remind people that your episodes are ready for them to come and listen to. So,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And James Clear, he has one of the best ones out there. So uh...
1: He's got a good one.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You're such a rock star, Lainey. Thank you so much.
1: You're very kind, my friend. And I just am so grateful and I hope I was an okay return guest and hopefully I haven't ruined it. You for hit it reasons. out of A
0: grand slam, <laughs> my you're, friend. you're very a generous. A grand slam.
1: Thank you, my friend. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode.
0: This conversation was so good. Lainey is absolutely amazing, and she just dropped so many gems. Now this is the Teaching Champions Take, where I share three of my favorite takeaways from this conversation. And the first gem that I loved is how Laney talked about feeding the gratitude muscle. And the research is clear on gratitude and how much of a positive effect it has on our lives. Well, it's important that we set up practices in our lives so that we can welcome more gratitude into it. And a gratitude journal like Laney's Bowl Gratitude is a perfect place to start. The second gem that I loved is how Lainey challenges us to think about how we express our gratitude. And take a second right now and really think about how you express your gratitude towards others. Because there's a level of intentionality that needs to be there. And it's important that we remember that the more that we give, oftentimes, the more that we're gonna find coming back our way as well. And the third gem that I love was how Lenny talked about one of the most important lessons that she's learned from being a podcast host is that if we want to be interesting, it's important that we be interested. Because all of us, we want to be seen, we want to be heard, we want to be valued. And being an active listener, being curious, slowing down, paying attention— to what others have to say, it strengthens those relationships and it's so important. Now, these were just a few of my favorite gems. Hit me up on Twitter at BMartinReal or on Instagram at Teaching Champions Podcast and let me know what are a few of your favorite gems. A big thank you to Lainey for dropping so many beautiful takeaways and be sure to check out Bow Gratitude Journal. And a big thank you to all of you for being here, for being part of the Teaching Champions community. We support, we encourage, we lift each other up. And always remember, it doesn't matter whether you're from rural America to urban America to Canada to Spain to Bahrain, we're all on that same team. We're all on that same mission. And we're always better together. Keep being amazing, my friends. And as you go out into the week, May you step into your strength, may you step into your shine, and let's build our champions up. Have a great week, everybody.